Ooh, welcome. Step right in. Take a look around. I promise that no matter who you are, we've got something here for you. Think of any creature, any companion, any friend. We've got it. It's our business to provide to you our valued customer. Anything that you could possibly think of. Anything at all. So, think real hard. Because we've got all that and more here at Zack and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. I didn't mean to do that when I hit the recording button. <laughs> uh, I was just really into the moment of counting down to start the recording. Uh, we've done the number the number of times we have done space liftoff. We've done a lot part of, of the intro. We've done it uh, quite a few. You've put very good sound effects in. Um, I have found like real NASA recordings to use for those intro bits. Well, you you always twice. have that very good like. Yeah, like, there's a that there's a, beepy. a name for that that um. Oh man, I'm, it's uh, it's it's a uh, Quindar tone. Huh. Uh, they were heard during the Apollo space mission. Uh, were a means by which remote transmitters on Earth were turned on and off, so that the capsule communicator could communicate with the crews of the spacecraft. Interesting. Nice. It's not often. It's not often we learn in the intro. That's fair. Yeah. And it's normal. Whenever we do learn, it's usually vocabulary. So. It's true. It's true. You said uh, Quin Quindar, Quindar, Quindar. It's not Which radar. Is... It's Quindar. <laughs> Come up with something more sci-fi than naming something a Quindar tone. Yes. Hi everyone. Welcome to another episode of Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. I'm Griffin, and I am Zach, and we are uh, returning yet again. Uh, with uh, some more uh, creatures and stuff for you, everybody. Creatures and stuff. Creatures and stuff. Now, I like to say stuff because it leaves it open. So if at some point we're just like, you know what? And this is a really good Black & Decker washing machine. <laughs> we can. <laughs> okay, cool. Will this washing machine be a good pet for you? Black & Decker. Hashtag not sponsored. Hashtag not sponsored. Uh, now, in fact, folks, we are um, reaching our hands back into Mr. Fizzy's dragon bucket. Ooh, it's warm. Ooh, it's sticky. It's full of dragons. It's full of dragons. We, of course, mean Fizzband's Treasury of Dragons, just with the cool, better name that we gave it. Which is, once again, Mr. Fizzy's dragon bucket. Maybe one of my finest bits, it's if I It's pretty say. good. I was very happy with it when I first said it, and I continue to get just that little bit of serotonin drip every time I say it. Every time. So, yeah, we've got uh, a, a whole bunch of creatures that are draconic and or dr- draconic related. Mm-hmm. Um, dragon adjacent. Dragon adjacent. And, they're, in, uh, they're, in, they're one bucket over, but they still fall under the umbrella that is Mr. Fizzy's dragon. No, nah, it's not another bucket over. It's like, um, it, it's like a smaller bucket that's like clipped to the side of that bucket (laughs) so like it's not even like hitting the ground it's like like the dragon bucket is keeping this bucket aloft it's a bucket annex yes (laughs) a satellite bucket if you will (laughs) at our sister location yes oh man let's dive into the bucket shall we Oh, wait, no, no, no. We can't dive into the bucket. We got to reach things out of the Yeah, we got to so. grab it, pick it up gingerly. With care. With care. Look at it. Put it back in the bucket because Mr. Fizzy does get mad if we don't put mm-hmm. things back in the bucket. In his proprietary bucket. Exactly. Oh, goodness. Uh, up first, we have the Gem Stalker. <laughs> this thing looks uh, shredded, one. Oh, it's absolutely ripped, yeah. Uh Two, got no mouth. Also true. And C, pretty rad. It's pretty rad. It's got like kind of the serpentine sort of dragon-esque body with the tail. uh, With four, it's almost like a dragon centaur. I was going to say like a gem dragon centaur, yeah. Yeah, it's got like a dark purple. The one in the book has like a dark purple coloration. It has some like light purplish pinkish gems growing along like its back and its legs and chest and whatnot kind of just all over and then like two kind of and like a humanoid-esque torso coming off the front of it and the esque is because 
Because it's not re- it's it's still mostly dragon. It yeah. looks like yeah, it's uh, it's weird. Well, continuing to be curious, this thing's not even classified as a dragon. It's classified as a monstrosity. This is true. Let's uh, let's read a little. When a gem dragon kills an aberrant creature from the far realm, the dragon sometimes reshapes the alien corpse into a gem stalker. Hmm. A cunning predator capable of traversing the Underdark, hunting aberrations, and guarding its creator's lair. Ha! Huh. Interesting. A gem stalker is imbued with life, sapience, and purpose by the mystical energy of a gem dragon's breath, and it's dedicated to its mission. A gem stalker has a four-legged body resembling that of a wingless dragon, ah, but with a vaguely human-like torso. Uh, torso, head, and arms in the place of uh, the dragon's head. Its eyes are milk white, it has no mouth, and its skin is studded with bright crystals that pulse with psychic energy. These crystals give the gem stalker its telepathy as well as its ability to fling crystal darts and create a protective link that can ward other creatures against harm. Cool. Now, I gotta say... I have recently been diving back into uh, Steven Universe. I don't know if you've watched any Steven Universe. Um, I know a fair amount through context by being friends with the people that you and I are friends with. Yeah. You included. But I have never watched an episode of, of Steven Universe myself. Oh, uh, yeah. No, so it's just like um, there are. They're all like named after like gemstones. Well, right? they, yeah, they are all gemstones and their bodies are ah. like composed of hard light essentially. But um, nice. Yeah. Uh, but it's uh, they they one have the ability to fuse with one another and create you know bigger batter Ooh. gems, but also there's a like bunch, a Voltron, kind of like a Voltron. Um, <sighs> but but they're all wonderfully amazing gay rocks. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but then also there's part where some of the gems were corrupted and they were like big gem monsters, and so I'm getting big mm. gem monster from this guy. I want to let you know that every time I reference some big mecha robot it's a voltron i, I live i no i live in constant fear that i'm gonna get the i'm gonna get it wrong oh, you're gonna <laughs> even call though, it a voltron even though we've Megazord. done this bit so many times yeah. any hooser the gem stalker yeah it's considered a large monstrosity uh alignment typically neutral 17 armor class from probably you know the thick hide and the studded with the gems uh 40 foot speed plus a 40 foot climb nice that's pretty good yeah. Uh, pretty strong, has some uh, dexterity and intelligence boosts, um, good at perception, good at stealth, resistant to psychic, which makes sense. That's a beefy can, dark vision. Yeah, 120 feet. It can understand draconic, but it can't speak, but it has that telepathy out to 60 feet. Oh, it has spider climb, so it can climb difficult surfaces. It can hang upside down on ceilings without needing to make any sort of ability checks. That's a little terrifying. Yeah, and that's real scary. I've been playing a lot of Elden Ring recently and that entire franchise is just chock-a-block full of creatures that like to hang on ceilings and yeah. drop down at you. Like, there'll be an item like on the ground, a little shiny, and you go to pick it and up. And you like, ooh, and, and then the thing comes from the ceiling. And then, and recently, there's this, um, there's this enemy that looks like three hands all fused together. So it's just a big, big hand. Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, it'll be like tucked under the ground, and you'll be able to see like a couple of the fingertips poking out. But you'll go to grab an item, and it's in the palm of the hand. It just reaches up and snatches you. Can you... I, I've seen a lot... A um, we're going to take a break to talk about mm. Elden Ring, because I haven't played it. What's mm. up with the lady in the boat? The lady in the boat? There's, yeah, I've seen... Uh, it's like a lady in like a long canoe. And like sometimes she won't even be on like on water. She'll be on land. But like, like the boat like will tip up, and she'll... like landed on you shit is it uh uh this one second yes what you're talking about yes so that is that is a that is a boss that's like a field boss okay uh called the tibia mariner huh and they like bring dead people back to life and they drop this thing called death root which you can give to a dude who teaches you cool magic? Well, here's my question: Why is it the tibia mariner? Why is it not like the femur mariner or like the, I don't know, or like the fibia? I, I, I assume it has something to do with just like it well, brings people uh, back, but just that one specific bone. 
<laughs> That's where but, the magic but if is. you get all of the mariners of the human body together, <laughs> they can bring back kinda, one person. <laughs> I was kind of hoping when I first saw the tibia mariner that I was like, I swear to God, if there's an ulnar mariner, mariner, then like. Well, but no, as far as I can tell, they're all tibia mariners. All of this goes to say, if you want us to do an Elden Ring episode, get in the comments. <laughs> I would love to do an Elden Ring episode. Zach will have no idea. I have no clue, but that's fine. I haven't even beaten the game yet. It'll be a lot of Griffin explaining a thing and me giving my dumb take on it. Anyway, I do. I do so much deep dive on like Souls lore videos too. Like it's a problem. I will know nothing, so it'll be great. All right, gem stalkers. Gem stalkers. Uh, they've got that crystal dart thing. Oh, well, they can, they can, oh my god, they can make four claw attacks. That's attack. a, that's a fucking lot. And then the crystal dart's a bonus action. It's so they can will tear slice, 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 shoot. And like, that's great sword uh, uh, damage every attack, too. That sure is. Plus six to hit, 2d6 plus three on hit. Single so tear uh, you apart. crystal dart is plus five to hit, 30 foot range, deals 1d10 plus two force damage, and one of the following effects based on the sort of crystal lineage of the uh, the Gemstalker. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, so um, if they're an Amethyst Gemstalker, the Gemstalker can teleport to an unoccupied space with, it can see within 30 feet, so it can do a little misty step. Mm-hmm. If it's a crystal Gemstalker, it gains uh, temp HP equal to the damage dealt. If it's emerald, the target must roll a d4 and subtract the number from its next attack roll. The Sapphire Gemstalker Dart uh, forces the target to make a DC 13 strength save or be pushed 10 feet away from the Gemstalker and get knocked prone. And a Topaz Gemstalker uh, forces a DC 13 constitution save and it can poison someone until the start of the Stalker's next turn. Damn. So a lot of cool varieties there. And like people sleep on the poison condition, but like. It, oh, poison sucks. It'll Disadvantage on pretty much everything, everything for yeah. a round. Yeah, it's bad. Well, it's not it's just bad. a round. It's for a while, right? Well, yeah, for this one, the, the, this specific effect says until oh, the start until of the Gemstalker's ne- next turn. Next turn. Yeah, that's bad. But yeah, all those things where you get like poisoned for an hour, like, oh. Yeah, it's bad. And then they do all those nasty shit things where like, while poisoned, you're also suffering from like paralysis yeah. or whatever. You're stunned or you're paralyzed. I did that to uh, I did that to Christina once. Rude. That makes sense because she can hit anyone anywhere and really bad. Well, she was lock picking a. She was playing the party's road. Oh yes, uh, I remember this. She was lock picking a uh, thing, and it had a little like needle hidden in the lock, and it pricked her while she was like picking the lock, and she failed the save and was off by herself doing rogue shit. So it was just. Poisoned and paralyzed for an hour. It was rough. Yikes. Uh, the last thing the Gemstalker has is this reaction called Protective Link. When another creature the Gemstalker can see within 30 feet is about to take damage, it can reduce that damage by uh, 3d6. And the Gemstalker then takes damage equal to that amount. Huh. So that's kind of neat. It's pretty neat. Yeah, no, these things, um, they look kind of horrifying, but like they're kind of cool. But they like... But you put, like, a shirt and a tie on it, and, like, problem solved. Oh, yeah. It's like, welcome to Best Buy. Oh, can I help you? But it's all in your mind. Yeah. And it's in Draconic, too. So it's like, (laughs) Welcome to Dragon Best Buy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That translates to Welcome to Dragon Best Buy. My name's Rick. What can I do for you? We're having a sale on HDMI cables. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, would would make good pet. Would make well is sapient like has an intelligence of fifteen. So oh sure 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 so would make good business partner would, be, would make good business partner. Um, you know if you hired them like would make a good employee mm-hmm. at um, Dragon Best Buy at Dragon Best Buy yeah. Good for, like, yeah, bodyguard work. Um, they've got that bonus, a pretty decent bonus to perception and, you know, dark vision. Oh, you know, you so, know what these would be. Sorry, I'm going to interrupt you. You know what these were make, the perfect employees. Mm-hmm. At, at, like, 
like an airsoft or like laser tag place, you know, like, well, like, you know, like you've got rules in place, but no one follows them because there's no one like giving them oversight. But yeah. like you break a rule and then suddenly this thing of stone and flesh comes <laughs> dropping from the ceiling. Exactly. And it's like, your running is strictly prohibited. <laughs> And the kid's like, "Ah!" I was gonna say something along the lines of like nightclub bouncer. Oh, also very good in the in the same vein though. So like, yeah, very good. Yeah, I just I've been seeing a lot of videos on TikTok of like shitty airsoft people for some reason. Yeah, Uh, I've also been seeing those videos and I keep skipping past them. And they they still show up, but yeah, like the the moments when like. Yeah, someone sits there and shoots a person like five times and they don't, Mm -hmm. you know, they're not like, they don't call themselves out. And so, like, call your hits, man. The one guy drops, he's like, I swear if you do not call yourself out one more time, you will have no muscle left to raise your arm with. Hell yeah. And then that person gives up airsoft for the rest of their life. <laughs> and then they get a, a sliver of crystal shot into their leg, and then they throw up. And then they just throw up. It's just that poison. Yeah. No, I, I yeah. <gasps> there it goes. I like, yeah, it's like I'm in a, a kick-ass two, and the girl's got the, like, the baton that makes people throw up. Mm, but, yeah. like, a, but in projectile form. Yucky. Oh, so, yeah, what kind of, like... um payback could you have like gotten in high school like you know like if, <laughs> if someone I had one of these you no know, like if someone like you know like was like making fun of you and then you're just like oh. you like give your guy like the the like the signal and he like mm-hmm. shoots the little crystal dart to like a bully and then the bully's like talking to someone that like you know they have a crush on mm-hmm. and it's like yeah so i was thinking that maybe like friday night we go and just like projectiles there was a guy who would uh, cheat all the time in my fencing class. No, okay. Uh, and would like, basically, very similar to the shitty airsoft people of not calling your hits, of just like, would would like lie up and down about like where he was tagged if like, you know, a, 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 you landed a, like a point like on target. Yeah. Which was stupid because like at every corner of the lane you had someone there who Watching was uh, the yeah the judge to like watch for hits um and then he like it became worse because then you know people would rotate out and he would be on a like a judging position and would like you know call bullshit hits on the people he didn't like read griffin coldiron um yeah, so that's the guy yeah like having having the crystal dart in his butt would be great yeah but i did i in like maybe the most petty high school shit possible i did win the tournament bracket against him when we were the like final folks and i did win the bracket thank you his name was chris so i mean like fuck him i guess yeah fucking was it christopher nah i mean probably like legally but fuck that guy he was fuck that guy anyway (laughs) gem stalkers gem stalkers we got we got we got contracts we've got some who are looking for work if you want their contact info, you got to cut us in. Anyway, yep. moving on. Uh, so up next, we've got something that's um, truly horrifying. Mm-hmm. Can we pause for 10 seconds for me to grab a beverage? Sure. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, shit, eight, nine, ten. I made it. I, I didn't hear you counting for the, a chunk there. Oh, I was, but, but but my mic probably couldn't pick it up. Oh, you can okay. you can tell you can t- no like I'll 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 check it in the edit. I'll boost it and I'll send you a copy. Oh, okay. But I got my beverage. Thank you. You're very kind. Oh, whatever. And thank you, listeners, for your patience. So this is the horde mimic. Okay. It's a mimic. Yeah. But it's a, of a horde. Hell yeah. So, kin to the common mimic described in the monster manual. Sorry, the owner's manual. Hmm. Wink. Wink. Horde mimics are among the oldest and most cunning of their kind. Oh, no. Yes. A horde mimic's massive, amorphous form and shape-shifting prowess allow it to take on the semblance of a vast trove of treasures, not just a single object. (laughs) Like smaller mimics, horde mimics exude adhesive goo to trap prey. 
They can also vent a fine caustic mist from their pores that burns and blinds uh, creatures caught in it. <laughs> Fucking Wizards of the Coast was like, hey, y'all know mimics? We're going to make them all the treasure. Let's make them worse. Uh, uh, Mr. Fizzy does have a quote here. It says, a horrible yeah. and wonderful truth of our world is that anything has the potential to be an enemy. Conversely, Aww. anything can be a friend. Yeah. That's, and that's sort of you know, what we do here. That's kind of our motto. That's kind of our whole way. thing. Like, if not the one motto, then at least the fact that there's an exception to every alignment. Yeah. Horde mimics are so named because many enter into partnerships with dragons, each one serving as a false horde in a dragon's lair to draw unwitting intruders away from the real riches and into the mimics, into the mimics maw. Nice. If faced with unexpectedly fierce opposition, though, a horde mimic might offer information about the true horde in exchange for its life. Oh, no. It can talk? Apparently it can talk. It's got an inch of ten. Ah! Oh, no. So it's a huge monstrosity. Okay. It's got a speed of 30, which I find horrifying. That's kind of rough, yeah. Uh, yeah, the art here, it's you know, like a big treasure trove. Like There's a guy like going up. You know, climbing to the top, there's like a a, a, a sword in like a mm. beam of sunlight. Um, a very Excalibur-ass yeah. looking sword. Uh, but then you've just got like a a, a big, a, a, as uh, Matt Mercer would put it, a big toothy maw, very Sarlacc pit style, uh, mm-hmm. with just like a couple of writhing purple tongues sort of coming out of it. And what looks like a couple of eyes, maybe? Sort of maybe, ar- around yeah. the mouth there. It's uh, got dark vision, so presumably that means it has eyes. I would assume so, yes. Apparently, I like how that is up for debate in the creatures that we talk about, yeah. whether or not something has eyes or not. You know what I mean? It's got, I'm assuming it's proficient in persuasion. Huh. Well, mm. it says that it's willing to give up, you know, information and stuff. So, like, it's immune to they're, they're, they're old and wizened. So they're like, old and wizened, I suppose. Uh, but, yeah, immune to prone, uh, dark vision at 60 feet. Uh, yeah, it knows common, draconic, and is telepathic out to 120 uh, feet. They were like, hey, y'all know mimics? What if they talked? Damn, dude. Uh, they have, their, of course, their false appearance uh, for their horde form only. Mm. Takes a DC 18 intelligence check to discern that the mimic is inanimate or Shit. is animate. So it's uh, pretty sneaky. Shit actions uh it's got that multi-attack it makes one bite attack and two pseudopod attacks bites 2d 10 plus 5 piercing and that pseudopods 2d 6 plus 5 bludgeoning um and it and it and it, and it and it stickies you yeah oh the bite also has some acid damage on it too. oh does it yeah shit and 2d 6 acid damage holy fuck <laughs> they're sticky they're very sti- very burns st- sticky and stinky uh as we talk about this caustic mist which recharges on a five or six. Uh, they may have sprays a fine mist of acid in a 30-foot cone. Each creature in that area must make a DC 14 deck save. On a failed save, the creature takes 27 or 6 D8 acid damage. Wow. And is blinded until the end of its next turn. Oh, my God. The mimic transforms into a horde or back into its true amorphous form. It's statistics. Like a ditto. Yeah. It goes ditto. Blair. <laughs> Apparently that's a, that's a, how it that did a sounds in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of elastic, kind of goopy. Yeah. Also a little bit like uh, Yoshi when uh, when their tongue comes out. Blank. Yep. <laughs> uh, but yeah, horde mimics they're uh, horrifying. Hmm. I I'm getting like um. You remember the uh, the like. What was that fat little dragon that hung out in, like, taverns? Oh, the uh, Alehouse Drake. Alehouse Drake. Yes. I feel like... I don't know why my brain has gone this direction. But I feel like there's a reality for, like, a retired horde mimic Mm -hmm. that just, like, hangs out in, like, you know, very popular hotel bars. Okay. Just Just kind of, like, dispensing wisdom. Like... You know, just like the, the the mysterious stranger in the corner who's always there, and you know, it's like well, I've never seen him not at his table, and it's always just like saying random cryptic shit. I just a- feel akin like akin to when like um like a counterfeitist or like a bank robber like starts like helping to like prevent that stuff. 
Yeah, kind of. Like it's like, oh, you've heard of the the tale of of some old pair of magical boots? Yeah, it's probably <laughs> a lie. You see, this this detail and this detail points that someone was fibbing, and well, it's like, oh well. Thanks, old Hordy. I appreciate it. But, but like, but like, it's actually, it's like, it's like I'm out, like he's out of the game. It's just like, I don't know, just hangs out at a, uh, at a, at a hotel bar. <laughs> I don't know. This is this isn't necessarily a, a particularly funny bit. This is just a fun little scenario my brain has hatched. Someone behind the counter's like, oh damn, we gotta go. Someone help me pick up this cask. We got to get Cordy's <laughs> drink, and they chop the lid off a barrel, and they just dump it's it like, down the gob. Where'd he go? Ah, uh, he left a bunch of dishes on his table. <laughs> no, 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 don't, don't touch it. <laughs> that be his trick. <laughs> it's like that's how they test the new hires. <laughs> I feel hey, like go go bus go bus table seven. I feel like a horde mimic would be very good at preventing theft at like a department store, like okay. all of the displays and stuff. It's just all oh. it's just all mimics. When oh. people break in to steal things, the things so that it, are like, there to steal. It, it makes like a bunch of mannequins and you put the real clothes on the mannequins and then people try to steal the clothes yeah. off of the fake mannequins. Well, that or like all the stocks in the back, that. you know, under lock and key. But then oh, like, oh, yes, yes, but yes. then you know, they break in like the, oh, yeah, the stuff's on the stuff on the floor. That's what we steal. Um, but then it, and then you grab a you grab a nice watch and your hand and your hand it. doesn't come up. Yeah. From the display. And you're like, what the fuck? And then um your vision is overtaken by stinging mist and gnashing teeth, and you uh, never leave that department store. And then you end up on a video on YouTube. Uh, yeah, <laughs> petty thief, uh, uh, <laughs> petty thief gobbled by department store horde mimic. Department store mimic by department store mimic. So is the entire building a mimic? No, I would just say it would like the stuff on the floor. Okay. See, like, that's my question. Yeah, is it just, like, a big pile? Does it have to be a stuff, like, that's in, like, a big pile? Or can it, like, make itself look like the floor and, like, stretch (laughs) out and sort of, like... I think it can... I think it can do whatever it wants. Yeah, it's a mimic. Like, it kind of... It can kind of become whatever. Yeah. Oh, no, now I've got this really horrible vision in my mind of, um, like... Oh, because I was like, I was like, if it's stretched out so thin, where would it's like gob be? And you know, like the like it's like the the counters, but it's like the big like long like glass like counters with like the display cases in it. But like it's like a yeah. big circle, and they connect. Uh huh. Like and, at like a jewelry store. Yeah, like at like a jewelry store, but you know, like in department stores where they've got like yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then like you know, there's usually like an employee on the inside that's you know <laughs> tends um, that tends to the counter. Yeah. Um, but if we saw this true form, the the you know, if it shifted back, this ring of counters, it was it's just the mouth and teeth. And then the employee's just the pseudopod that just looks like a person. Like, it's kind of like in the, the SpongeBob. The employee's just well, it's, it's uvula. It's in, like, you know, did you ever see the, the, the first SpongeBob movie? Yeah. You know, when um, it's like the they stop and there's, like, the little old lady who's, like, at, like, the weird, like, yes. the weird little hut out in the middle of nowhere. And it and turns it, out to be, like, a yeah, tongue. like a, like a bait <laughs> yeah. for a monster. Exactly. Um, so it's just this thing's fucking tongue that's, like... How can I help you? Um, and then it just... And then yanks you over the counter and you just disappear. It looks like a teenager working a summer job. It's got a name... They've got a name tag that just says, like, Emily. Yeah, it's sitting there and, you know, it's got, like, a phone in its hand. Um, and, like, a person's like, can I get some service, please? Hello? And, like, goes to, like, take the phone out of their hand. It'd be like, you need to pay attention yeah. to, your, to a customer. But then they can't pull the phone out of the uh, out of the teenager's hand and then they can't let go and they look and the teen's like and then they're gone <laughs> that was some serious like horror fuel like that's terrible <laughs> I, done? I just because i had this clear image of like a like an 18 year old <laughs> like like a girl and the cheering 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, nightmarish. You're welcome, everyone. Um, now, this is what you need to do. You need to come back to that section when it's dark outside, sit in a dark room, <laughs> and just listen to that again. Um, and uh, <laughs> cut in a cut in a Wilhelm scream and a lot uh, of a lot of like sounds. Yeah, as the, yeah, they I'll, just get pulled in. It's bad. If I'm feeling really frisky, like I have a lot of time on my hands, yeah, I'll uh, I will insert a shorts audioscape. Uh, describing that scene here. And if not, then we'll just, this is me just continuing my sentence. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. If I did do it, you're now hearing this part, not the bit that I cut earlier. I hope you enjoyed my work. Thank you. I'm excited to see how it turns out. (laughs) Uh, See if I get around to it. Yeah, it's a horde mimic. All right. uh, I, we have to, we got, we we got to run to an ad soon, but I'm just going to go ahead and say bad pet. Bad pet. Just hands down. Yeah. Not good. All right. Real bad. All right. Rebecca, play the ad. Yes, please. Everybody needs a friend sometimes. Some days that 9 to 5 just drags you down and you need somebody to help pick you back up. Some days you have to go to the store, but leaving the house by yourself seems next to impossible. Some days you just need someone to listen. And for some folks, animal or monster companionship just isn't the right fit. If you've ever found yourself in a situation like that, then Instant Mister may be right for you. Instant Mister is a compact, inflatable companion that you can keep in a pocket, purse, or backpack until you need a friend. Just pull the seal on the top of your Instant Mister, and he inflates within seconds into a fully grown, human-sized buddy just for you. Instant Mister follows wherever you go and is durable enough to stand up to water, dirt, and unwanted human contact as you brush by strangers in tight situations. And when you're done, simply say, see you next time, pal. And the magical enchantment safely deflates your instant mister and returns him to a compact size for next time. Need an audience to practice speaking in front of others? Instant mister. Walking home late at night and want someone to help keep you safe? Instant mister. Tired of sleeping alone? Instant Mister. Instant Mister comes in many design options such as businessman, skater punk, frat guy, single father, guy with acoustic guitar who only knows one song, doctor, woodsman, beer snob, underachiever, and more. Also, check out our celebrity options. You can style your Instant Mister after famous misters such as Ryan Reynolds, Lin-Manuel Miranda, Samuel L. Jackson, Matthew Mercer, Andre 3000, Stephen Hawking, John F. Kennedy, and more. Call 1-800-PET-SHOP to order your Instant Mister today. Or you can order online at PetShopCast.com and use the promo code LONELY to get 15% off your order. Instant Mister. You've got a friend whenever. So where did we hire Rebecca from? She's a she's an intern. Yeah, no, but like where did she just apply or did like she get I, I mean like I didn't like I don't like, I, I look, didn't. I don't want to be that guy. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure I heard her conspiring with some of the um some of the creatures downstairs sort of like okay you know, speak with monsters sort of capacity okay so she's taking like druid classes or whatever oh but no it was like i'm pretty sure i heard like eliminate and zach and griffin <laughs> in the same sentence um almost that that order actually uh, eliminate zach and griffin um so i just think it's something that maybe we need to keep an eye on 
I mean, like, I can contact, like, HR and... I, I, yeah, that that would probably be... Um, just, a, like, we'll just, yeah, just we'll just run it up to HR. Yeah. I'm sure it's fine. I mean, I mean, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. What do we have next? Up next, we've got the Draconic Shard. That's a cool name. This is the bit where Zach tries not to laugh after his very successful bit uh, <laughs> to try to play it cool. And um, yep, because it's hard. Take it from me; it's hard not to laugh at your own bits. And I'm watching. I'm watching him try really hard. Onward, you're doing great. Thanks. All right. Uh, the Draconic Shard. I don't really know what this is because the image here looks like a little, looks like a spectral dragon almost, mm-hmm. but there's also a sword. There's also a sword with like so, a glowing purple gem. Yeah. So like, I think I'm just going to read and we'll figure this out together. Okay. Uh, Draconic Shard. Gem dragons wield psionic power, and when a powerful gem dragon perishes, the force of the dragon's will and mind sometimes refuses to pass on. Love it already. The essence lingers in the form of a psychic remnant called a draconic shard. A draconic shard in its true form resembles a shimmering spectral image of the dragon. More often, though, a shard inhabits an object the gem dragon poured psionic power into, typically a weapon or another item from the dragon's hoard. In this vessel, a draconic shard continues to pursue the interests and struggles that drove the dragon, perhaps even accompanying adventurers in the guise of an intelligent magic item and steering them to fulfill the dragon's desires. It's like a cross between a lich and a sentient weapon. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, it w- A draconic shard. Sorry, go ahead. No, you're just a a draconic shard is difficult to destroy. Destroying the shard's spectral form or an object the shard inhabits forces the spirit into the form of a cracked gemstone while the spirit slowly regains strength. Only if that stone is destroyed can the shard be put to rest. Huh. Neat. Very. So so this is a uh, uh, technically considered a huge undead, uh, classed typically neutral. Nice. Um also worth noting that, again, we're in the realm of, yeah, this thing is just like a full living intelligent being, so keep that in mind. Uh, it has a 17 armor class, 168 hit points, a fly speed of 80 feet. <laughs> it has a 22 intelligence and charisma, but a 1 strength. Dang. It cannot interact with the physical world. <laughs> via its strength. Uh, huge bonuses to Arcana, History, Stealth, and Jesus. Really wicked high perception. Plus 16 on perception. Wowzers. It sees all. Yeah. Resistance to acid, fire, and non-magical uh, physical attacks. Immune to cold, necrotic, poison, and psychic. Immune to being charmed, exhausted, frightened, grappled, paralyzed, petrified, poisoned, prone. Probably because it's a ghost, mm-hmm. mostly. <laughs> Blind side of 60 feet. Dark vision of 120 feet. Yeah, passive perception of fucking 26. Ain't nothing getting by this bitch. Speaks common. Blah. Speaks common draconic. Has telepathy up to 120 feet. This is a beefy stat block. I'm going to try to skim through it quickly. It, it Its armor class includes its intelligence modifier through a thing called deflection. It is incorporeal. It has incorporeal movements. Has legendary resistances. Kind of has the lich thing of when it, uh, of something called rejuvenation. When it drops to zero hit points, the shard disappears and leaves behind a tiny cracked gemstone. Uh, the gemstone matches the kind of gem dragon it was in life. Unless the gemstone is destroyed, um, after one d20 days, the gemstone dissipates and the shard reforms. Neat. Hmm. Uh, does not require air, food, drink, or sleep. Makes uh, two telekinetic rend attacks. Which can either be a melee or a ranged attack. Dang. Deals 2d8 plus 6 force damage on hit. It can use an action to inhabit an object. It pours its psychic essence into a medium or smaller non-sentient object it can see within 30 feet, magically possessing it. Um, it inhabits the object until it uses an action to leave or is turned until it is reduced to zero hit points or under uh, becomes under the effect becomes under an effect that would end possession. While inhabited. The object becomes a magic item, and a tiny cracked gemstone matching the kind of gem it was in life will appear somewhere on the object. Good spot on that shard thing on the sword, Zach. Yeah, man. 
The shard can ah, oh, the shard can cause the object to fly using the shard's own flying speed. It can use its senses and speak verbally or telepathically, cast spells, or use legendary actions. Ah! That's so cool! Dang. If a creature wears or carries the inhabited object, the shard grants the following benefits. Each of the creature's attacks deals an extra D8 force damage, and the creature gains resistance to psychic damage. That's really cool. That's rad as hell! This would be a cool weapon. Um, is it, There's not like a dragon warlock patron, is there? No, there's not. That would be ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It would be very cool, and this would be perfect. Like, it's just your patron is in a gemstone that you carry in, like, a weapon or something. There are are some very good homebrews that I've seen for an ancient dragon warlock pact. And it's fucking criminal that it's not one that's in official content somewhere. There's Archfey, and there's, you know, like, powerful Celestials, but, like, give me that dragon patron. Your game's called Dungeons and Dragons. Like, there's a not as that as many dragons as you'd think. Come on. I've yet to fight like an actual dragon. You guys fought a dragon in Scarsvale. You fought the the Everbleed, the winter dragon. Yeah, that's fair. That was just a, an ancient white dragon that I threw at you guys. Oh yeah. Anyway. Well, the, I, I I wasn't there when you were running that. I was at the the end of Yeah, that was in the that was in the the Feywild. Oh yeah, you're right. Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Helios. Yes. Ah. <laughs> uh, the uh, there's a couple more things here. We'll skim through. It has a uh, you know the big the big ability, the breath weapon, if you will. Of course. Uh, something called Psychic Crush. Uh, it unleashes a pulse of psychic power in a sixty foot radius sphere. Jesus. Uh, creatures must make a DC twenty intelligence save on a failed save. Creatures take fifty five. Or 10 D10 psychic damage and are stunned. And then it can cast Detect Thoughts, Invisibility, and Telekinesis at will. Uh, it has some legendary actions as well. It can use a rend. It can cast a spell. Or it can use something called Commanding Thought. The shard targets a creature it can see within 30 feet. Target must succeed on a DC 20 wisdom save or become charmed until the end of its next turn. While charmed in this way, the target becomes the shard's puppet, acting and moving in accordance with its telepathic commands. While under the shard's control, the target can only take the attack or dash action on its turn. Wow. That was a lot. This thing's scary. Now, let's consider the real shit here, Zach. What's the funniest thing? What's the funniest object that this thing could inhabit? A dildo. I was also going to say a dildo. (laughs) Gemstone dildo. Let's go. What? If we're looking at this practically, you wouldn't want to use that because if it's cracked, then that can get. Well, they make like they make like glass. Dildos. I mean, they make glass dildos, yeah. But it's specifically if it's it, 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 you know uh, uh, it inhabits an object, it, it's like a cracked thing. So it's like it could be on the bottom, like where the where the like the the little flared out part is. I suppose. Yeah, the part that's not going inside you. I guess. Yeah, that could be safe still. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, what Gem about what dildo. about something? Let's get on it. What about something like a xylophone? That would be pretty good. A kazoo would be funny. <laughs> yeah, like a goofy kind of instrument. Um, not to not to call people who play xylophones goosters or anything. Oh no, it's a great art you practice. A euphonium. Yeah, um, that's a good one. A broom. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just a broom. <laughs> just a broom. Um, this was my pappy's magic broom. A razor scooter. That's pretty good. It's Parahelis. A Parahelis. <laughs> um, <laughs> Fucking rhinestone Heelys. A pogo stick. All right. Um, okay, let's focus it. Let's focus it in. Let's let, a little bit more. Okay. We're, we're very we're very broad. If right you want to focus in, you got to establish parameters, man. You raise a great point. So establish the parameters, and I'm happy to focus. But until then, I'm, 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 like, I'm like, going like, to run some some crazy buckshot ideas. All right, keep 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 sh- shotting that buck. Um, let's uh, say a um tire iron. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a I don't know why tire iron was so funny to me, but a the uh, uh, head of a hammer. Um, the, not the whole hammer. No, like, like just like right where you hit stuff. It's this cool gem, and mm-hmm. it doesn't break. Um, what a jackhammer! A jackhammer could be good too. Um, a 
kayak a <laughs> why a kayak uh why not uh you know if you're going if you're going on an adventure down the rapids why not bring a trusty companion your magic your magic kayak your magic kayak um a that would be rad as hell though because if you get into danger the kayak can just lift up and fly you to safety uh, yeah um your taser <laughs> my taser yeah a taser so when you shock people it also deals a da force damage <laughs> um let's see uh what else do i have uh, uh just, sitting just, around just, me we're just we're just in the zach names objects segment yeah i, I i'm very proud that i haven't named anything that's been sitting around me but i am running I'm, out of ideas rapidly my that's okay the last one i will throw out, the last one i will throw out is a judge's gavel moving on <laughs> What's our last creature, Zach? So, um, I'm sorry, everyone, because this is totally yucky. This is the eyeball Drake. So it's just called the eye Drake. But oh, sorry, the, the eye Drake. Whatever. So, it's got a big eyeball in its mouth. So, so I, mean, the, I, I understand the confusion. So this suck is nasty. Um, <laughs> it looks like a big brown sperm cell with a head. <laughs> Like, uh, with, like with like life. with like a gross dragon head, uh, some really yucky wings. Um, inside its mouth is a big yellow eye with like the black slit, um, as yeah. well as uh, it's got kind of that bat wings sort of setup, or like you mm-hmm. know like a mm-hmm. like a dragon. But at the end of like you know like like how like the finger joints you know sort of like are like the yeah. wings. Um, pretty much at like the fingertips of those joints uh, are also those gross yellow eyes. Yeah, it's got like tentacle wings. Yeah, they're they're real yucky. Uh, so this is a large aberration. Dang, it's got 119 hit points. It only has a fly speed of 30 feet, Fall. and it's like hover it's too. It's because it's chunky. It's because it's chunky. It's like a bumblebee. <laughs> it's kind of like a big dumb bumblebee. Uh, awesome. When a beholder contends with a dragon for power and wealth, its thought of its dragon rival can be deeply obsessive, eventually pervading the beholder's dreams. Oh, shit. If the rivalry lasts long enough, these fevered dreams can manifest as an eye drake, a beholder-like creature with draconic features. That's a, Yuck. That kind of rhymed in a weird way that I'm not happy about. Behold a lot creature with, with draconic features. features. Uh, an eye resembles a winged draconic creature with no true limbs and a perpetually open mouth. Inside <laughs> that mouth is a large eye that emits a breath-like wave of anti-magic energy. Oh. The creature's wings are formed with multiple eye stalks, each of which can fire magical rays that combine aspects of a dragon's breath weapon attacks and a beholder's eye rays. Wow. They really just like you got your beholder in my dragon. You got your dragon, dragon in my, my beholder. beholder yeah. this thing. An eye drake left to its own devices exhibits much of the stereotypical behavior of a young dragon attempting to establish a lair and a horde, driven by instinct to jealously defend its horde. An eye drake fights to the death if anything threatens even the smallest trinket it claims as its own. What a goon! What a goon! Yuck! 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 This little sketch. Uh, next to the flavor text, it like, like it doesn't look the. It might just be from the lack of pupils in the eyes, but this thing looks either like very upset or very euphoric about the like the eyeball and its gob. Uh, yeah, because it could kind of could be like, like it's like it's struggling, or it could be like, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's a ball gag or something. Gross. Yeah. Uh so we've got um Yeah, it's uh whew, This thing's freaking me out. <laughs> oh no. Uh it's proficient in perception and stealth. It's pretty uh pretty good. Uh it is immune to the prone condition as dark vision out to 120 feet. Uh and it knows deep speech and draconic. Nice. Unusual nature, the eye drake doesn't require food or drink. How it talk with that big eyeball in its throat? 
Oh my god. Welcome to my heart. I've made a lot of um retching sounds today. Sorry, mm-hmm, everybody. Mm-hmm. Look, you never know you never know what you're gonna get when you crack open the can of pet shop. It's got a bite attack, which is very funny because it's like if you had, you know, <laughs> teeth in front of your eyes and then they bit things. <laughs> Fucking horrid. Yeah. You just chomp into it. I can't see anything anymore. <laughs> but it's okay. Uh, uh, yeah, this 3d6 plus 3 piercing damage. Plus 6 to hit. It's pretty uh, pretty tasty. We have an anti-magic breath. It only recharges on a 6. The Eidrick emits a magic wave in a 30-foot cone, so it's not that big. Each creature in that area must make a DC 14 con save, taking... 39 or 60 12 force damage on a failed save. Woof. Or half as much on a successful one. Every spell of third level or lower ends on creatures and objects of the Eidrix choice in that area. Ooh. That's very interesting. Yeah. So there goes your mage armor. There goes your haste. Your haste. Um, shields of faith. There goes your spider climb. Uh, bless. Your protection against good and evil. Like, that's kind of brutal. A lot of that good sort of buffs, you know, stuff that's lower level, all that's gone. That's a that's a 30-foot cone dispel magic. Yes. Wow. Um, and, Horrifying. And it doesn't, and it, it and it, there's no save for it. It just happens. I don't think this, the save goes. Tra- I think the save is just for the damage. It's yeah. just for the damage. So, yeah, it's just. And then it's done. That sucks. That sucks. That's rough. Uh, It's got the eye rays. It shoots three of the following magic eye rays at random. Reroll duplicates. Each ray targeting one creature uh, it can see within 60 feet of it. Classic. So if you you roll the D6 for it. um, Yep. You do it at random. So there's the freezing ray, which uh, con save DC 14s, 5D6 cold damage, and speed is halved. Oof. There's the debilitating ray. Uh, all of these are DC 14, but this one's also con uh, 2d6 thunder damage uh, and becomes incapacitated until the end of its next turn. Wow. The repulsion. That's just like it just kicks you in the chest so hard you just kind of like no, shoot yourself. No, for give me a second. I just need a, yeah. just need a moment. That's the knock the wind out of you yeah. breath. The repulsion ray as uh, a strength save or take 4d6 force damage. You get pushed 60 feet away. Oh my god, that's That's, that's so far. That's huge. Yeah. There's the fire ray, uh, deck save, uh, and 66 fire uh, damage, uh, but that's, that's all it does. Damage. That's just big yeah. damage. The paralyzing ray is con or be paralyzed for one minute, Oh, but you can re- uh, redo the save after every turn. And last is the death ray. Classic. A death ray. <laughs> is that Dr. Horrible? Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, well, a death ray. Oh, a death, death ray. ray. <laughs> uh, beautiful. Um, so he has a deck save, uh, taking 28 or 8d6 necrotic damage on a failed save. Uh, oh. The target dies if the array reduces it to zero hit points. Every time we come across a creature like this, I just want to run a game and that's just fucking arena mode, like just fight monsters. That's, yeah. Like maybe that'll be a Patreon episode. We'll get like a couple friends to come. Uh, uh, like me and a couple friends will 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 roll some characters up, and you just chuck some monsters at us for a bit. That could be fun as a hell. That could be really cool, actually. <laughs> I'm here for it. Hey, editor Griffin, take a note. Yeah, our next uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get some people in. It'll be nice. Yeah, Zach and Griffin's multiversal battle royale. I like it actually. <laughs> well, battle royale would. Uh, I guess it would also be oh, a battle royale. Sh- yeah. Well, we'll, we'll workshop names. Yeah. <laughs> Zach and Griffin's sponsored multiversal gladiatorial deathmatch. Exactly. And if you want to uh, check this out, you got to ch- uh, go uh, 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 donate to us on patreon.com slash ghostlightmedian. Wink. Wink. Um, this is a good idea, though, Griff. Uh, so um, let's get back to this turn of a dragon. Yeah, it seems really just it's just kind of bad. <laughs> um. So bad, pe- bad pet. It's just, hey, bad pet, uh, hands down. I mean, like you made that bumblebee comparison. I feel like you could. I feel like there's a there is a case, not a good one, but a case to be made. Okay, but we could make that case. We could, but also yeah. I could make the case that um, 
in reflecting on our most recent stream of It Takes Two that a bumblebee did us really fucking dirty. <laughs> that bumblebee saved us. No, it didn't. We saved the bumblebee, and then the bumblebee fucking dipped and left us to get shot at by squirrels. It did fly us out of there. A no, it bit, didn't. Right? It left. That was like a week ago. My memory doesn't go back that was that two far. weeks ago. Yeah, but uh, it, Point. It, literally the, the the squirrels with guns showed up and the bumblebee <laughs> fucked off and left us to die after we'd saved its life. It's a good video game. It's a good game. And then you had a Tekken style fighting game uh, did, uh, did, battle with the chief oh, squirrel right, on the wings of the airplane. We were on the airplane. I remember that was made scenario, out of my cause... character's human boxer shorts. Uh, okay, I'm there now. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just reeling over the out-of-context brilliance of the squirrels with guns. The squirrels <laughs> with guns. And if you want to know what we're talking about, go to, uh, uh, to <laughs> twitch.tv slash ghostlightmedia and watch the past two streams of Griffin and I playing It Takes Two, otherwise titled It Takes Dudes. 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 Fuck. Let's go. I'll cut it in. No one will know the difference. There we go. The double, the double plug back-to-back back in this segment. Hey, what can I say? I mean, yeah, there's not much else to say about this fucking travesty of a dragon. Yeah, it's real bad. It's real bad. Um, I, okay, okay, okay. We'll, we'll each say one nice thing about the iDrake. Okay. Um, uh, I li- it's got nice horns. I bet that the horns it... Are, the horns are nice. I bet that it has... Um, I gotta... I, it, Get a, I got a point here so I, I don't mess this up. I bet it has 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20 vision. Your bit was a lot funnier than mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I think that's a good place to, uh, to call it. Right. We didn't fucking talk about these things at all. Oh, man. All right, get fuck you, I Drake. You were a bad, you were a bad call. Absolutely, oh. but yeah, folks, uh, that's that'll do it for us. For uh, that's it. Uh, for another app. We need to con. We need to contact. Uh, we need to contact finance and like dump all of our stock in I Drake. Yes, but aside from but aside from that, that's the new yeah the new tech company I Drake. Wow, you're welcome. Wow. You're very, uh, you're very, very welcome. That'll be it for another episode of Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pitch. As per usual, uh, if you liked what you heard, uh, don't forget to check out all the other shows on the Ghostlight Media Network. You can check those out at ghostlightmedia.net. Uh, you can find links to all those fantastic pals. Yeah, if you like what you heard and want to support the show, you can always leave us a review on your podcatcher of choice or just, you know, hit us up on Twitter, tell a friend about us. All those tweets you see about like, I'm going on a road trip. Any podcast recommendations? You could put our name in there. You could at Pet Shop Cast reply to that comment. And then we'll like it and we'll uh-huh. probably retweet. Probably. Because we're desperate. And, and, and simps for attention. Anyway... <laughs> Uh, we're, we're, we're of course we are Zach. We're actors. That's it. That's what we do. Uh, we love attention. <laughs> I just love the stuff. I just love it. Um, as I mentioned earlier, check out our Patreon. There's lots of cool uh, uh, rewards on there. Um, you know, you can be invited to a private Discord server. Get uh, uh, awesome exclusive content like whatever the fuck we're about to brew up for our next uh, our next ups. Um, mm-hmm. You can, uh, 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 I think there's a tier where you can like put input into what you want to see, yeah, in a show. But then there's you also could create an NPC that Zach has to put into these silent secrets. You could, and I would have to do it, and which I like fucking bring it. I, I welcome, <laughs> I, I welcome the challenge. Um, other than that, uh, yeah, any support you want to give us on the Patreon, we appreciate it. We're uh, about halfway to our our next uh, goal on Patreon. Which is, of course, TTRPGDQ or tabletop role playing games done quick, which I, I think is a great idea. And it's gonna be a fucking nightmare. <laughs> I I threw us into this nightmare, and um, I will force us all to claw our ways out of this. <laughs> this isn't. I'm not gonna carry you up the Mount Doom. Uh, we will be fighting hand in hand. It'll be great. Brilliant. That's going to do it for us, folks. Thank you all once again for listening. I, of course, have been Griffin. I have been Zach. And just remember, at the 
end of the day, it's all about Love Baby. I love Love Baby. I love Love Baby. Hey. Yeah. I love Love Get Baby. Get you go, Love Baby. <laughs> Thank you all for listening to episode 88 of Zack and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. If you enjoyed the show, consider leaving us a review or telling a friend about us. You can find us as part of the Ghostlight Media Network over at ghostlightmedia.net or on Twitter at Pet Shop Cast. On our website, you can find links to our merch store and Patreon page, which helps support all of the Ghostlight Media shows and all of the amazing people who create them. Speaking of which, thank you to our patrons, Brayden, Connor, and Duval for your continued support. We'd like to thank Nicole Tuttle Rob for making our theme song. You can find Nicole on Twitter at Nicole Voice and on These Silent Secrets as part of Ghostlight Media. We'd also like to thank our friend Rin for voicing the ads you hear on the show. You can find Rin on Twitter at Rin underscore Moran and on the Imprinted Echoes podcast, also part of Ghostlight Media. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode. Until then, I didn't have anything planned for this bit, for this outro. So just like, um, hi, how you doing? I hope your day is going well. Your hair looks great. That's it. Love you. Bye. <laughs> this has been a Ghostlight Media production.